Well, hello everyone and welcome to Lockdown Flames. The day is finally here. Game one is set tonight at 8 p.m. Mountain Time. I have the latest news from Calgary with the matchups and plenty more from Blake Coleman as well. Your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Jess Belmosto, and today we are finally talking about game one of the postseason. It finally matters now. And if you are interested in following along with daily Calgary Flames coverage, I have you covered here at Locked on Flames, wherever you get your podcasts, uh, Spotify, Apple, Odyssey, Audible, you name it. And we're also free 99 on YouTube. Can't complain about much there. Am I right? Tonight is the night. This is the first step into greatness. And we are finally at the postseason. You know, I think that uh, not that the regular season games didn't matter. Obviously, they do for seeding and whatnot. But um, this is finally where we get to see if the Flames are legit or not. And let's take a look at the lineups and some latest transactions so we can have a better picture of uh, the series going forward to start. Okay. <laughs> to start. I woke up and saw people confused about why the flames would recall Adam Warner, who is the, one of the goalies in Stockton. And everyone's like, Oh my God, is Marshall hurt? Is Vladar hurt? Who, what, what's going on? It is not uncommon for teams to uh, carry three goaltenders during the uh, postseason. It is in fact, very common He'll be hanging out up in the press box. No big deal. Don't read into it. It literally means nothing. But it's just normal, you know? So uh, now back to regular scheduled programming. I think that we can all take a look at the lines here and pretty much assume uh, that we know what the top line is. And then Mangiapane, Backland, and Toffoli will be your second line with Dubé, Yarncrook, and Coleman following up. And then your bottom four, or yeah, your fourth line is Lucic, Lewis, and Richie. I, I am not being held hostage when I say this, but I like Brett Richie in the lineup. I think, <laughs> I, I can't believe I just said that out loud. If you've been here for a while, you know how I've kind of felt about Brett Richie, and you know that I don't think that he adds much to a regular season roster, but uh, it's times like this when teams who have those big dudes like Pat Maroon um, and Brett Ritchie <laughs> are going to use them to their advantage. I think that he is obviously going to go out there and eat some fourth line minutes. He's going to throw his body around. It's very different from someone, say, like uh, Toffoli throwing his body around and finishing big hits with players, uh, you know, we saw it last night in the, if you watched the Tampa Bay and Toronto game, there was a lot of physicality and there were players that, you know, potentially went a little too far, 
Kyle Clifford, I'm looking at you. You went way too far. It was not just borderline violence. It was violence. And, uh, you know, if someone does that to one of your players, knock on wood, that doesn't happen. But you need to have someone out there who will follow through. And I hate the idea of a ref of an enforcer in retaliation. But when it comes to that, you know, you have to look at it. You have to, you know, protect your players. And um, I think that this this series could be very physical. I think that Dallas is a team that has been in inconsistent this season. They have been uh, very, very hungry, but not fully motivated to win. Um, or their effort, their energy hasn't entirely been there. So I think that going into this, they're they're going to want to throw their bodies around. They're going to want to, you know, get under their skin. And we're going to talk about it more, um, about how <laughs> undisciplined hockey costs you games. And that is exactly what cost them games back in 2020 when this team met in the bubble. And they're not the same teams by any means. Um, they're there are two years older and different players, different coaches, different systems. But this team has the flames rather are are good with consistency. They have been consistent all season long. They have been one of the best teams in the league. And the chemistry that they have is special. So the one thing that the stars don't have to their advantage is that consistency is, you know, Players have been in and out of the lineup all season due to injuries or COVID and, um, you know, all that. So the Flames have gotten very lucky. So having the ability to go out there tonight and just play a solid 60 minutes of hockey with as few mistakes as possible. Remember the fundamentals. Remember to not let your emotions get the best of you. Um... I, I would say that the Flames can uh, can win one tonight. I I think that this is something that they've been looking forward to. Obviously, uh, it took Dallas 81 games to get to the playoffs. So, you know, they're probably a little bit more tired than the Flames are. But I would say this team is definitely uh, – both teams are definitely going to have their work cut out for them. But I think more so Dallas will uh, going up against these competitors. But – Coming up next, we are going to talk about uh, some of that veteran leadership from players, um, from some of the new players uh, on the team as well. But before we do that, I do just want to say thank you so much to Athletic Greens. Our next partner has a product I use every day to start my day. I started taking AG1 because I have severe gut problems. Uh, hot girls, oh. All hot girls have stomach problems, right? But I wanted to feel better. I wanted to stop taking a, a little bit of everything to fix a little bit of everything. I wanted it all in one spot. And uh, AG1 offers that. I think that it's perfect. It's one scoop of uh, 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, uh, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. And they just, they get your body going, you know? You can just scoop this into your morning water, shake it up in your water bottle and be on the on your way. It doesn't have much taste to it. I would say if it, if it does, it's a little like tropical-y, like fruity. 
So it's nice if you like that, but it contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything. Um, it supports mental clarity and alertness. It's one of the best things and Athletic Greens uh, uses the best of the best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third party testing. It costs you less than $3 a day so that, you know, that's less than it's less than this, this coffee cost <laughs> and uh, it's cheaper than getting all of all different supplements that you need to start your day and it's all in one to make it easy athletic greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune supporting vitamin d and five free travel packs with your first purchase all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash nhl network again that's athleticgreens.com at slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Thank you so much for tuning into Locked On Flames. I appreciate you, and I'm so glad I finally get to talk playoff hockey with y'all again. Uh, my first season covering this team, we were in the bubble playing the stars, and now here we are two years later. So we have all come a very long way in those last two years. Am I right? So back to Blake Coleman. When Blake Coleman signed with this team, I viewed him as the shiny new toy, right? I think a lot of people did. He's coming off of back-to-back championships. He was part of that esteemed third line, like uh, Braden Point, Yanni Gord, and Blake Coleman. You could not have wanted a better third line. And the Flames are working on establishing that uh, with Dubé, Yarncroak, and Coleman. But, you know, I think everyone was just so excited to have a young guy in the room who had won recently. You know, it's great to have those guys from L.A. who had won in the past, but this was fresh. This was brand new, and everyone's like, oh, my God. He's not like a quote-unquote has-been. He's... He's won. He knows what it takes. He's competitive. He's young. He can score goals. And that's exactly what happened. <laughs> so Sports Center, uh, sorry, Sportsnet put out an article today talking about uh, Blake Coleman and how it's actually written by Eric Francis. Um, and how Blake Coleman's just kind of emerged as the leader that we all knew was going to happen. And uh, I wanted to read some quotes from this and just kind of dissect it and give you a little bit of my opinion. And so Coleman says, this is the time of year guys are asking a lot of questions. You look at the Nashville game and an overtime win for Calgary in late April and guys come up to you asking if, if this is what to expect. Is this playoff hockey? This Next quote right here is really what I want to talk about. The physicality, the tight checking, and the emotion were really close to playoff hockey. And adding the crowd to the list as well. But the after whistle stuff, the retaliating, the things that can hurt your team, the good teams will cut that out of their game. And give them a better chance to win. 
Now, I'm not saying I'm as smart and have the hockey IQ of Blake Coleman, but what have I said? What have I said all season? What did I say is going to cost them this series? That's right. That is right. Unnecessary, undisciplined hockey. And I think that it is very uh, important to remember that. And I'm glad he said that and put it in writing because the the flames are just uh, very... Sometimes they let their emotions get the best of them. And honestly, I can relate. I, I think that that's very fair. But it also comes down to the point of, do you want to give this team a two-minute advantage, man advantage? Do you want to do that? Do you want to be down a man? Is that something you're willing to risk? No. And you saw in the Tampa and Toronto game last night how escalated things got. You want? Do you want to be fined? Do you want to be suspended? Apparently, Minnesota um, St. Louis game, you can just, if you're Jared Spurgeon, you can just cross check guy in the back of the leg and try to break his leg and only get five, five, five grand. So if you have an extra five grand laying around, I, go ahead and do that, I guess. But uh, next paragraph here is uh, back to my point. You need to play good hockey. You need to play smart hockey. Not with your emotion, but with your head. Okay. Obviously, use your grit and passion. That That's fine. But head coach Daryl Sutter has hammered that point home endlessly, which he ha- which has done plenty to reset his players and prepare them nightly. The coach who turned the franchise over... Oh, sorry. The, the coach who turned the franchise around over 14 months ago by adding <laughs> beef structure, accountability, and hope was key to bringing the cup winners, bringing it, oh, bringing in cup winners like Coleman, Trevor Lewis, Tyler Toffoli, who have been busy sharing their wisdom uh, with a group that includes past champion Milan Lucic. I like that he said beef, (laughs) big beefy dudes. Uh, But yeah, you know, I think that this group does have a good mix of leadership. I think that there is um, there's plenty of voices in that room and they're all respected and they are all people who seem to want what's best for this team. And there isn't like an individual, uh, goal here. It's a team goal. And there's, while there's that veteran presence, there's players who have not seen a lick of playoff success, or there's just really young guys who haven't been in the playoffs So it's very exciting, very exciting to see plenty of, you know, fresh faces as well as, you know, the guys who know what it takes and who have what it takes. So uh, the next quote here is from Matthew Kuchuk. Matthew Kuchuk believes both both experiences serve his specific division winning club well as they prepare for another opening round dance with the Stars opening Tuesday. Our team played solid and probably good enough to put ourselves in a better position at the beginning of the of the bubble series against Dallas, but they were more prepared and probably a better team at that point. Matthew Kuchuk had a concussion that series. Do y'all remember when he was like have like losing his mind? He was fighting for his life in that press box. He was 
his his hair he had so much hair and his uh what do you call it his mask like he was livid he was livid and he showed more emotion in that press box than any player on the ice and that i think is where this team has done a complete 180 um the team has a lot of emotion uh and i i think that that's one of the best things that daryl sutter has brought to this team looking back that might have been a, a good thing that happened to us because i don't think we were fully built for it then i think we're better off now facts matthew kachuk facts uh that that team was not built for the stanley cup playoffs um or a deep run but that's okay that's okay because now here we are and they are like cup favorites which is so crazy to think but i just i am so impressed with this team and <laughs> i this next paragraph it sorry it's just i will share my screen so you can see the picture that i'm looking at if you're on uh youtube uh, and if you're not hop over to youtube as well because this picture is so funny (laughs) okay so here's the paragraph i'm looking at confidence is also higher than ever thanks to a season ending 10 2 and 2 run in which the flames proved they could match the intensity of far more desperate clubs and build their mojo as the spring approached, but perhaps nothing did them more, did more, oh, more for them, sorry, my gosh, did more for them than the 5-4 overtime comeback in in Nashville. Nobody calls it Smashville. That's like when people call Boston Beantown. That doesn't happen. Where Kachuk's game-tying goal with a tenth of a second left might have been overshadowed, overshadowed by the moxie the group showed an emotional game that featured two successful heavyweight fights. So that's the thing, right? Um, I think that they are a very competitive team that will also throw down when needed, which is why it's great to have guys, those big beefy guys like Brett Ritchie and Milan Lucci on your team, right? Okay, so I'll read this next paragraph and then we will wrap it up. But, okay, if there was any question, this team can play postseason hockey it was against the Preds. What it does is show the guys in the room you're willing to stand up for each other and battle for each other, says Lucic, who anchors ex- who anchors an experienced fourth line of bangers with Trevor Lewis and Brett Ritchie. And when I think about it, even though no one saw it, and I'm not blaming anyone for it, when the Muzzin Kachuk thing happened with the puck flipping, Chuck... Sorry, some geese just (laughs) flew literally right by my window. Uh, Chucky had a right to feel no one had his back in that situation. I told you, I told you all that that was the incident that changed that team. And that there was like this split in the room after I freaking knew it. And then you have other nights when everyone is standing up for Chucky and he's standing up for other guys. You play for, uh, listen, I told you all, I told you, but um, yeah, so I think the main point of going over this article <laughs> was to show you the, the progress of this team and uh, the maturity compared to 
last season and how how far they have come and you know even Lucic owning that uh little piece about no one going to fight and like stand up for Kachuk like Kachuk was on his own and he even said I'm not blaming anyone growth now unblock me on Twitter Milan (laughs) coming up next we are going to wrap up the show with my players to watch for game one this is just game one not the series but I uh, wanted to take a second and, of course, say a thank you to Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports information. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball, NHL playoffs, and this weekend run this weekend's run to the roses as the Kentucky Derby is back. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions of BetOnline, where the game starts. I absolutely love playoff hockey. It brings out, like, the worst and most insufferable form of myself. Uh, so make sure you're following me on Twitter at JustBelmosto so we can all bask in this glory of uh, insufferableness <laughs> back to my players to watch uh, I make myself myself laugh and that's the fun part of recording alone but the flames this team that we're watching uh, have some guys who have never been here before or never really tasted success uh, play at postseason success and then there's other guys who uh, you know, relive those glory days every day. Or players like Blake Coleman, who literally has two Stanley Cup babies, like under three years old. <laughs> so I, right, right now, my player to watch. These aren't in any specific order or uh, order of importance or relevancy or anything like that. Like they're just players to watch. Uh, Michael Backlund. He is someone who has been on this team for a very long time. He is someone who has the qualities of a captain and the qualities of a of a leader. I think that he has been a pretty good center this year. I think that he has um, obviously this is a position, but um, he's been he's been playing well when you slot him in here and slot him in there. But he is a much better two C option than Sean Monahan. And obviously, again, we have to look at the circumstances surrounding Sean Monaghan. But I, I do think that Michael Backlund's line is, is a good line. I think it's a great line. I think that is your perfect second line because you have Manjupani, Backlund, and Teacup to Foley. And that line as a whole can provide you offense and defense against Jamie Benn, Tyler Sagan, and whoever slots on that right wing. Do I think that Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan are going to be a massive problem like they were four or five years ago? No, no. Do I think Joe Pavelski on the top line is going to be a problem? Yes. But I would also just kind of think like, 
where I just I have a feeling that Backlund is going to kind of emerge as like this Sam Bennett playoff type of player and I that's for like my next two as well so I guess that's the vibe we're going for are these like dark horses and uh players that like seem to only exist in the playoffs but I I really do think that uh Backlund is going to have some really really good chances to show off his defensive abilities there have been a few times this season more than I can count on one hand of his presence like down by the net and just how like gritty and defensive he gets so I really like that and I I just I would watch for that as much as you watch for goal scoring in my opinion (laughs) and I think that there's going to be a lot of great hockey through this lineup as a whole the Flames roster is deep and coming up Next on my list is Kelly Yankrup, who the Flames acquired at the deadline, who is Elias Lindholm's cousin and part of the Swedish House Mafia, with Jacob Markstrom as well. So, um, I think he's going to be the dark horse in this thing. You know, I tweeted yesterday that I think that once he finds that first goal, he's going to be unstoppable. He's going to be this player that everyone's like, oh, now I know why we traded for him. No, it makes sense. But right now he's still trying to, he's just had really unlucky bounces or he's just snake bitten. You know, I think it's just bound, that's bound to happen. I'd rather it happen to him than somebody in the top six. I'm sorry, but I do think uh, the postseason adds a different vibe to things and he'll find it. He'll find himself. And my third and final player to watch is, of course, Calgary's own Dylan Dubé. Is he from Calgary or is he just from Alberta? I think he's from Alberta. But regardless, Dylan Dubé, our little, is Ted Lasso? Is that who they, or Roy Kent? Is that, yes, okay, whatever. Um, He, I apologize for saying that he he has reached his ceiling in Calgary. I think he listened to that episode and then said, I'm going to prove this podcast host wrong. And, um, you know, Dylan Dubé, I've emailed your agent asking if you would like to come on. I understand why you have not gotten back to me. It's okay. I understand. Uh, all jokes aside, he had eight goals in his last seven games of the regular season. He is getting, he got hot at the right time. And I know that, we're going to look for that to carry over. So I think he should be everyone's like main player to watch outside of your top line. Um, he is playing on the third line, which I think is going to be good because he's on that line with Yarn Croak and Coleman. And that's again, a talented line. There's nothing wrong with that line. I think I wouldn't put like this ridiculously high expectation on them for game one. Just because I like to manage my expectations so I don't get my feelings hurt. But, <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I think Dylan Dubé is going to have a really amazing postseason. And I, I just really like him. I think that he's a good player for this team. And I deeply apologize for doubting uh, the second wave of Dubé. So, Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode of Locked on Flames. I am, uh, 
available to find on Twitter at Jess Belmostow. I will be insufferable on there. I love live reacting, live tweeting. Um, I have East Coast coverage as well, Eastern Conference coverage as well as Flames. Uh, I'll be here for you every day. Tomorrow I will have your Game 1 recap, and uh, hopefully I don't have to do Monday morning quarterbacking the way that I had to do this morning. So thank you all so much, and I will catch you next time.